GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everyone to the last action podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by a man I probably would not call if I was stuck in jail and needed to break out. I think it's probably more more likely the opposite way around. Like if you were stuck in jail. You would probably right. call me, right? But if I was stuck in jail, I would be—I'd be dead before you got me out. Like I'm. This this is a side note and not part of the podcast. But I've had conversations recently about people, and I would not fare well in prison. I, oh you no, know, you just... are you are fresh fish. <laughs> yeah, it would it would not be good. It would no, not be good. No. Anyway, hovercraft Joe's here. <laughs> uh, what is up, uh, LPJ? Uh, just you and I, just just the two of us uh, like, here. Like Stallone about and Schwarzenegger. It's true, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. That is us. You know, like we've been compared to them so much, it only makes sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, and fi- I mean, in physique alone. Yeah, well, that's true. And not to mention, network. honestly, honestly, between the two of us, you're more likely a Stallone than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, okay, fair enough. Um, so we're here to talk about uh, a escape plan, which, by the way, I always thought it was the escape plan, but it's not. There's no the. It's just escape plan. Yeah, because there's another movie called The Escape Plan. Um, and how and how we kind of came to this movie is, um, and, and everyone knows this year we're exploring. Uh, you know, underrated, uh, overlooked, overlooked, like action movies. And when you had kind of proposed the theme, or at least told us that's what we were going to (laughs) do, you had sent a couple listings, a list of movies uh, of like, oh, and this one, Escape Plan, was on both the lists you sent. And I saw it was on Peacock. I'm like, we should do it. And then we went to watch it, and it was no longer on Peacock, so I had to buy it. Anyways. Yep, but you know what? I was okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this movie comes out, or it's released October eighteenth, two thousand thirteen. Which I, I guess I thought it was maybe older than this, but I, I I only have like, and I guess we can kind of roll into the our backgrounds of this movie. And I only I have like a vague rec- recollection of this movie like existing and coming out, and like kind of being the first movie to really fully co-star like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Like they're in the Expendables. But, you know, like Schwarzenegger's got a cameo, essentially. Right. But so this is the and I'm like, wow. And like, it's it's crazy that it was like this late in the game before they actually did a movie. It kind of almost seems like they missed their window as far as like this seems pretty later in their careers to make, a mo- you know, to finally make a movie sure. together. Well, I think so. a lot of it had to do with obviously scheduling. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I think like. Maybe they didn't want to do a movie with each other. They didn't want to be second bill well, to either one true. of them. That's true. I guess they were probably. I mean, they were probably. They were so competitive back in the day. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I knew this movie existed. I, I I had no real kind of opinion, idea, or really anything about it at all, other than like seeing it and being like, "Oh, it was on those lists, so we should do it." And so I watched it. And now I own it. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I. Didn't know this movie existed. Oh shoot! Like what's weird? Like it's it's weird that a film like this would completely escape my knowledge. <laughs> Unintended. Yeah. 
Uh, this one absolutely did. Like, I had no idea that the two of them were in a movie together. And I thought, I thought it would, you know, just from the description of it, I thought it would have been something relatively newer, you know, mm-hmm. like within the last five, six years. I didn't realize it was back 2013, like, and, and they filmed it essentially while they were making, or like right after they were making um, uh, uh, Expendables 2. Like, it was yeah, right was, around that time frame. I saw they said that, like, 90% of this movie was shot in, like, an empty facility in New Orleans that was, like, uh, like where NASA constructed, like, space shuttles and stuff. Yeah. And they, they filmed 90% of the movie there. Yeah, just, like, in which one it, room. Yeah. Which, which I guess makes sense based on the movie. Well, sure. It's, a, you know, it's about a prison. <laughs> and 90% of it takes place in the prison. <laughs> Right. I'm sure it's kind of like the beginning and the end are the things they didn't film there. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Um, but, okay. So, like we said, two, uh, October 18, 2013, uh, this movie has a budget of $54 million. It has a domestic gross of $25 million. Goo. Yeah. But then it has a worldwide of $137 million. So I don't remember this movie having I, – I, well, A, I don't remember this movie at all. But yeah. even looking back at, you know, because I went back and I looked at things like the trailers and I read about the release and all that, it didn't seem to have much of a push behind it, which seemed crazy to me because of the two stars that are in it. Yeah, but again, I think it, it go, falls to a thing where it's like, you know, people know Arnold and Stallone at this point, obviously, but are they as bankable stars as they were? It's not like if this movie came out and like, 1989 or something like that like oh, oh sure. holy crap but like 2013 they're both old men you know it's it's maybe it's just not as much of an appeal to people you know i guess you know besides and, and like guess... hard, hardcore action people like you know someone in 2013 you know you're a let's say you're a 13 year old like you probably barely know arnold and schwarzenegger you know you're not a 13 year old but i'm saying like if you're you know, well, whoever they're you know, tra- trying to get to see this movie. To to your point, I uh, was watching this and Ash saw Schwarzenegger and he's like, who's that dude? Like, what's Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger? He's like, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, he right. had no idea. He had no concept of who he was. Right. All. So that's, that's what I'm saying is, so like this movie probably appeals to, you know, like people like us or whatever sure. obviously didn't at the time because neither of us saw it but like no. i don't know what the market for this is apparently it's foreign people because yeah it, it makes and then like it, it, it and kind of like it's it makes sense to me is that this has a bad domestic gross makes a lot of money worldwide and then they go on to make like two straight two dvd yeah. sequels like that sounds like a uh formula for like a lot of movie like kind of like this. you're right a lot a big... of a lot of foreign made action films yeah absolutely so um so this movie has a, a rotten tomatoes of 50 percent okay and a audience score of 55 percent uh, i think the audience i would think the audience score would be higher than that yeah maybe they didn't ask enough foreign people apparently not <laughs> um okay so here's an interesting thing first movie we've ever done in the year 2013 wow yeah. So, right. top grossing movies of 2013. Ooh, let me see Number- if I can. Let's see. 2013. Yeah. It's got to be a Marvel movie. Uh, there is a Marvel movie in there. But it's not the top grossing one? 
it's not the top grossing one. There's a there's a Marvel movie and there's a Disney animated film in the top three, but neither of them is number one. Wow. You know what? I'm just going to let you reveal them. Okay. So number one is The Hunger Games, <clears throat> Catching Fire. <clears throat> okay. Number two is Iron Man 3. Yep. And number three is Frozen. Okay. Yeah. That's a big year. Yeah. Um, so, and then, the, oh, go ahead. Are the Hunger Games action movies? They probably are, right? I mean, yes. Huh. <laughs> I, I answered tentatively before you, I had to do all the Hunger Game movies here. <laughs> I, but I like those movies. I, you know what? Okay, I've seen the first two. I never saw the the last one that they split up in the two oh, movies. Okay. So I, I saw the original and I saw this one, Catching Fire, which I believe is the second one. I like the first. I mean, listen, I would do the first one on the podcast for okay. sure. We'll talk. We'll talk later. Anyway, okay. please continue. Uh, and, that, and then this movie, like I said, our, the first movie we've done in 2013 is 101st in the in the domestic box office. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, the cast of this movie, we, we talked about it a little bit. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is playing Breslin. Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Rotmeyer. Rotmeyer? Yeah, Rotmeyer. All right, so but there, there's actually uh, some some other pretty you big know, names in this, and that's what caught me off guard. Like I'm thinking, all right, it's Schwarzenegger, it's Stallone. There's going to be like nobody else in it, you know, a bunch yeah. of foreign, you know, maybe some foreign stars, you yeah, know, like a Tony Jaa or a you know somebody like that. But you're right. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people stuff, in this. The- yeah, like first up, the main bad guy in this is played by Jim Caviezel, which was like I remember that he was in this, but like, yeah, I, that's surprising, right? Like, he's a bankable actor. Um, which unrelated, uh, we'll have this is another conversation, with, but I think we should see if there's enough action at the Count of Monte Cristo to do it on the podcast. Oh yeah, we should totally do that. <laughs> uh, so Jim Caviezel, and then some, so he's a then. Vincent D'Onofrio's in this, which yeah. is like, okay, like, he's a known guy. Like, uh, I mean, you know, he's a... Well, at that time, he was on, uh, wasn't he on one of the Law and Orders? Yeah, he was on the... Criminal Intent? Criminal, criminal Intent, yeah. I mean, he's a, he, I would say he, him showing up is not that surprising, because he is kind of like, I mean, he's well-known, but to a certain extent, he is kind of just like a character actor. That's true. Um, you know, uh, he shows up and thing. I think, you know, uh, so that's um, not as surprising so then amy ryan's in this who's who's well known she was on the office and a few other things um then vinnie jones who i didn't know was in this you know star of like lock stock and stuff snatch and then uh your boy uh 50 cent or 50 cent is in this as well playing Um, playing a computer technician oh and i forgot about the one that i literally had no idea was when sam neil yes up in this movie and i'm like whoa sam neil's in this movie that, that was pretty that blew my mind because like i did i double took like i because his name's not in the credits and mm-hmm. he just shows up and i'm like is that sam neil that can't yeah. be sam neil and then i, I think they heard him talk i'm like that's sam neil <laughs> I think I it's somewhere in my notes when we get to it when we go through the plot. Like I think I wrote like Sam Neill in caps with the big exclamation point. Because yeah. like for us like us Jurassic Park loving fools, like oh, yeah. seeing seeing Dr. Alan Grant in anything is like it's exciting. Yeah. And he's playing a doctor in this. I mean he a medical doctor, is. but still. Um so that's that's kind of everyone that I, I recognize. Anyone that you saw or anyone you want to point out? Yeah. Um the 
uh, like the the other kind of bad guy in this. Not even bad guy. Yeah, he's not really a bad guy. He's like um, the other inmate with them. You know, uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Javid? Yeah, Javid. That's uh, Ferran Tahir. He was in, uh, I'm trying to think of what you specifically would know. He's a character actor. He's been in a bunch of different things. Uh, what would you know him from? You would know him from, oh, he's in Iron Man. He's he's Raza in Iron Man. The head oh, of the, like the, the head of the Ten Rings. The head of the Ten Rings, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? He did look familiar to me, and I didn't. I didn't place that, so that that yeah. makes sense. He's in Star Trek. I don't know if you remember him from Star Trek, the movie. No, I don't remember him from Star the Trek. The movie, the movie you saw. Oh, I don't remember who he plays in that. Oh, he's one of the captains in there. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's have in we, that. Have we, um, have we did, did we do that one on the podcast? No, I guess we no, didn't. we haven't yet. Uh, Matt no. Gerard's in it. Matt Gerard's a like a famous insofar as he's in a lot of action movies. He is one of the like one of the main guards there, but he's in like he's in a ton of the different um, Marvel movies. He's Melvin Potter in Daredevil. Oh, okay. Yep. So he's in with, a bunch of with Vincent D'Onofrio. With Vincent D'Onofrio. Yep. Uh, that's about it. That's all. That's all I saw. Okay. Uh, you want to do some uh, net worse? Sure. Wouldn't it be funny if you're like, no, let's skip it. No, you know what? It's just the two of us. Uh, I'm going to get all of them right because I'm not okay, competing well, against anybody. So I don't think you. I don't think you're going to get one right. You're right. I'm uh, not. So let's start uh, with Vincent D'Onofrio. What do you think for Vincent D'Onofrio? He's got that sweet, sweet Jurassic Park Lost World money. Ooh, uh, he's got that um, sweet, sweet. No, no, it's just Jurassic World. Jurassic. Just- the first Jurassic World was it? Ju- yeah, yeah it's just he's just Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, jeez, I ruined that. It's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. Cut. <laughs> it's all right. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, Full Metal Jacket money. Okay. Um, we're gonna go twenty-five million. Mm, Fourteen million. For okay. You know what? He's he just got back into the MCU. It's gonna take him <laughs> some time to build up his his funds again. We're okay. Okay, so next up is Vinny Jones. He's got that sweet, sweet, she's the man money. Ooh, he's got that sweet, sweet, almost kicked out of football for being too rough money. Uh, <laughs> soccer, sorry, soccer. Yeah. Um, well, I, if, if I remember the story correctly, he headbutted a guy in the chest so hard that the guy couldn't play for like three weeks afterward. Nice. Um, and you know what? And that, I might be making that up, but I seem to recall that story. Uh, He's got that sweet, sweet. I think he was on the television show Arrow. <laughs> he was, yep. He was also he was also in the short-lived NBC NBC superhero show The Cape. <laughs> Take that, deep cut. Wow, wow. Uh, I'm gonna go 15 million. Pretty close, 10 million right. for Vinny Jones. Next up, uh, 50 Cent. He's got that sweet, sweet. Was just on the Super Bowl halftime. He was uh, recently. Uh, what do you think for, uh, I think it's Curtis 50 Cent something. I don't know. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Uh, like, it literally on IMDb, it still just lists him as 50 Cent. Yeah, so. no, he's Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got a decent amount of money still. He's a he's a, a relatively uh, relatively prolific producer of TV and film now. Um, I'm going to go with, I'll go $75 million. $40 million. Okay. He produced something ridiculous too. I'm trying to think what it is. Keep keep going. 
I'm gonna float. I'm gonna look this uh, up. Next up is uh, Amy Ryan. She has that sweet, sweet central intelligence money. That movie starring The Rock and uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, see, you know, and and I don't really know anything about her. Like I know she was in um, uh, uh, Only Murders in the Building. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and she was in, she was on The Office, which I know you haven't watched. So. Right, and I haven't watched that, so I don't really know her from anything other than those two things. Uh, I'm gonna go with ten million. Seven million. Okay. Seven million. Okay. You said you were gonna get them all right. I just want to remind you. That's why you've gotten zero right. Yeah, uh, but you know what? <laughs> no one's beaten me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next up, Jim Caviezel. He's got that sweet, sweet Count of Monte Cristo, that Count on Revenge money. He does. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Jesus in um, Passion, uh, of, the Passion of the Christ money. And now keep in mind, even though he is the richest man Luis Guzman has ever known, don't go crazy when you guess the amount of money he has. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to go $10 million. 25 million okay. all these he's he got a lot of money actually i should have said sweet sweet person of interest money That's because it. <laughs> which by the way uh frequent guest the tush loves person of interest like he will talk about that show man speaking of the tush yeah he doesn't listen you can say whatever you well, want why is he not in this episode why did he poo poo us get it poo poo uh, us um well i did ask him kind of last minute and he was very he balked balked Bucked. uh at having to actually pay money for this movie it wasn't anywhere free uh i think if he would have owned it or been able to watch it for free he would have um i also uh without i won't mention it but i also unsuccessfully convinced them to be on next week's episode too awesome great so but you know what if we do the count of monte cristo he will be there with bells on you know what uh, he's, he's not allowed oh dang not allowed okay. All right, so next up, Sylvester Stallone. We've done him so many times now. He's got that sweet, sweet everything stop money. Of my mom will shoot. Money. Sure, yeah, that sweet, sweet Oscar money. Uh, not the award, the movie. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go four fifty, four hundred fifty million. Four hundred million. Ah, I knew it was something like that, though. And then uh, finally, you just did him a couple weeks ago for we a racer, and we've done him many, 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 many times. Arnold Schwarzenegger. What do you think for Arnold Schwarzenegger? Four hundred fifty. Four hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats! You said you were going to get them all right, and you got zero. Um, all right. So the director of this is Mikhail Hallstrom. Michael, I can tell he's I can tell he's foreign because there's Mikhail a lot Holstrom. of dots and stuff above his uh, last name. Yeah, he's Swedish. Okay, what do you do? You know anything about him? Um, I mean, he's kind <laughs> of known for the movie Evil, which was like kind of a cult horror film. That was sort of like his big breakout. Um, uh, never heard of it. Yeah. Other than that, no. Okay. <laughs> Has he done anything after this? Like that is no. Or is nope. this like his he didn't do any of the sequels or anything for nope. this? Nothing. Oh, all right. Uh writers Miles Chapman and Jason Keller. I don't have anything about them either. Nope, nothing. And then the music is by Alex Hefes. Maybe maybe it's just Hefs. I don't know. I said Hefes. Um and I got nothing about him. I think the music is fairly unremarkable. Yeah, it's fine, you know. Yeah. It it's it's it kind of generic action movie. 
M- music. Yeah. Probably could have used some steel drum if we learned anything from this podcast. Sure. Uh, um, okay. Do you want? I, I looked up the taglines. Do you want to know what the taglines are? Uh, no. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> We're going over them. Uh, first one. No one breaks out alone. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Uh, next one. The most secure prison ever built. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole tagline. <laughs> That's the tag. That is the whole tagline. Uh, and then the last one is breaking out is an inside job. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I don't mind that one. They're fine. Sure. It's serviceable, I guess. Um, I'm trying to see if I have anything else on here that I wanted to mention kind of before we got into the plot of this, but um, I couldn't dig up like a, a ton of information about this. No, there's um, really not. Like I couldn't find a ton about it either other than, you know, just the normal stuff we would find. Like, you know, this movie was shot in Louisiana or, <laughs> or this thing where it says Jim Caviezel previously appeared in the Count of Monte Cristo, where a large part of the plot involved planning an escape from a seemingly inescapable prison, inescapable prison. Yeah. Just like, you know, I found a bunch of bullshit like that, but really, really nothing of substance. This, uh, this, the drinking game for this episode of the last action podcast is anytime we mentioned the Count of Monte Cristo. That's it. There it Just is. Take a shot. Yep. Um, so, okay. so they're gonna have to start the podcast over now. Now they yeah. know the game is gonna start. Now they know the game is happening. That's true. Uh, we'll, we'll put up. Just put it in the description. Of the yep. podcast. So the drinking game this episode is. Yeah. Um, normally, it's whenever you mention Star Trek, which I guess could be every episode too. Yep. Um, the tag. I'm just gonna write the description for this episode is just going to be uh, count on revenge. Sip sip. <laughs> It's just gonna be, it's gonna be, man. We kind of wish we had watched the Monte Cristo. Okay, remember Monte Cristo sandwiches at oh, uh, Bennigan's? They were so good. They're so they're so good. Um, this is neither here nor there, but I'll tell it real quick. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went up to uh, Mount Pleasant with the tush to go to a comic book convention at the Sorgi Casino. Yeah, uh, and they were still in operating Bennigan's in Mount Pleasant. And we went there for lunch, but I was just like, I couldn't, I thought about a Monte Cristo and I literally, I had a very senior moment. I was like, I'm too old to eat this deep fried sandwich. Like I couldn't pull the trigger on it because it is like the, like, yeah, but yeah, anyways. I can't eat them anymore either, but that's for other yeah. reasons. The, the memories of them are good though. Um, okay. Uh, so do you want to get into the plot? <laughs> yeah. We should probably stop talking about deep fried sandwiches. Well, you know what? Listen, I think people like hearing, uh, you know, little little uh, tangents here and there about stuff. Um, okay, so this movie starts off at Bend Water Fedident- Penitentiary. Well, I tried to combine the words federal and penitentiary into penitentiary. 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 We'll have to trademark that and send it to the to the government. See if they buy it. <laughs> Bend Water. Federal Penitentiary in Colorado. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is in prison. He's like, he's got the Bible. He's, he's burning some pages from the Bible, which I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. I mean, obviously, that's not my area of expertise. Um, <laughs> so Sylvester Stallone, he like gets in a fight in the yard and they put him in like solitary confinement. Yep. Um, Here's a confusing thing about him. They seem to keep be moving him back from his regular cell to solitary confinement. Like, no, no, it's no. like he's okay. Explain it to me then. Uh, so th- they have to give him yard time, but they can't give him like fresh air yard time in the yard. 
So they put him in that open air cell. That's what that is. Oh, So that's why there's bars across the top and why it's all open up there. So he can have some fresh air. Okay. Okay. That I was confused. I was like, are they just like moving him to his regular cell? And then, so, okay. Not that I spent a lot of time in prison, but I would, I'm saying that's what that is. (laughs) Okay. I spent Um, a little time, but not a lot. So this is kind of a thing where like we see him, he's making like some paper balls, he's doing some stuff, but like it's kind of a thing where like they're going to show us what happened like afterwards, right? So like a car blows up in the parking lot, like Amy Ryan shows up, she's in the sky, she gets out of this car, blows up in the parking lot, and then like this, like an uh, ambulance, a fire truck shows up, and then they go back and like Sylvester Stallone is gone. And they're like, what happened? And he's dressed like a fireman. And he gets in a car with 50 Cent and Amy Ryan and they drive off. Yep. Um, and then he gets to like a payphone and he calls and like the cops come pick him up. Right. Um, so then we go back to the prison and he's there with Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio is his business partner. And that's kind of what we learn is that their business. He's and if I get let's if I get this wrong, help me out. Yep. He's con- they're contracted or contractors to the Federal Bureau of Prisons to basically test the security of these prisons. So they put him in and he uh, breaks out and kind of like tells them like all the things that's wrong with their security. Right. Um, So he got, and then we kind of go through like, I don't know, like he, he, how how did he get out again? He got the keypad for the, um, well, he like he goes through a whole thing where he knew how they were like understaffed and they didn't have enough people guards watching them. Yeah, so- and how he knew when the guards were on their break, and he got like the uh, he made something where he could get the the numbers for the keypad. Yep. And then he like stuck his arm out and he got out and like the solitary thing was right next to where the fire department was. So he like snuck through a wall and dressed up like a fire firefighter and got onto the uh, engine, and then that's when he snuck out. Essentially, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. Like he took the. Uh, so it, I thought you were gonna fill something in. You're like, nah, I am. No, like, I am about to. Okay. Okay. So, in, so he basically cobbled together a bunch of things that he was given. So he was given his lunch, and in his lunch he had a milk carton, and inside the milk carton is lined with plastic. Um, so he took the plastic film off of that and used the Bible when he was being transferred back and forth between the outside, you know, yard, the fresh air area, to his holding cell, his actual solitary confinement, to stick the plastic sheet on the keypad so that when the guard punched the code in, he could see where his thumbprints were. And then when the guard left, he was able to pull the pad off there and then figure out which combination of numbers it was. And then it's just a matter of kind of figuring out which set of numbers he had pushed. You know, you should do the right combination. Uh, And then the balls of, like, napkin or whatever it was he was chewing up he balled together in a big thing here and uh, stuck them in the latch for the food door so that he could open that up. Oh, and that's how he got his hand that's out. That's how he got his hand out, right. And that's how he got, got out. Uh, and then from there, let's see, what else did he do? Uh, yeah, they were understaffed, so he knew when they were going to go take a smoke break and when their shift change was. And then, yeah, then he just kind of like got into the they, – they have an on-site – fire department and he got to the room of, he got to the, the garage of the on-site fire department got in their locker room put on a uniform and, and hopped underneath the fire truck so when the fire truck drove out to go put the car out of fire put the fire out of the car he just <laughs> hopped down and walked into the van that was sitting right there with 50 cent in it and uh, drove away yes okay 
So and we also learned that. So he explains all that, all that about how he got out and that he's broken out of like 14 different prisons for the government. Uh, cut back to their company's headquarters, which is in Los Angeles. They have a meeting with a lady that works for the CIA, uh, and basically they want Sylvester Stallone. There, there, there's some this like inescapable uh, black site, like off the books, like prison, and they want like Sylvester Stallone to go in to see if he can um, break out of it. Essentially, they want yeah. to hire him to go do it. Yeah. So it's a um, it's a private prison private maximum security prison that they're testing out. And if nobody can break out of it, they're then going to the CIA is then going to invest in it and use it for their, their operation as well. Okay. 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 So they agreed to do, he agrees to do the job. They're like, the job starts in 24 hours. Uh, they go down to new Orleans, I guess in real life, they were always in new Orleans, but they're on right. like bourbon street. Uh, 50 cent puts him, puts a tracker in them. Uh, and then, like, they grab him, they, like, put the black bag over his head and grab him in the van, and I do like that the first thing they immediately do is get rid of the tracker. Yeah, instantly. Like, yeah, like, that's the first thing they do. So they knock him out, uh, he wakes up, and, like, he sees, like, he's kind of out of it, but they're on, like, a plane, and he sees uh, Vinnie Jones, like, s- like stabbing some guy and, like, throwing him out of the plane or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, so, he wasn't uh, supposed to wake up. Apparently, they didn't drug him enough, I guess. Yes. So and then he then he then he wakes back up and he's in the secret prison and like all the cells are kind of like stacked up on top of each other and they're all clear like glass cells. Yeah. Is that the best way to describe yeah, it? Yeah, they're all essentially like, you know, almost like the prison from uh, at the end of X-Men that Magneto's in. Like it's all, um, you know, reinforced like bulletproof glass or plastic or whatever it is. And they're all clear cells so you you can see in it like and then the guards are standing up around them uh in like a gantry way like a little Mm -hmm. walkway around them so you can there's no hiding like the guards always see what you're doing at all times right uh and then we're introduced to jim caviezel's character hobbs who's the warden and it, it like the big thing is like the cia lady was like oh yeah the warden's this guy and like he's gonna know when you're in there and there's like an evacuation code if you need it and blah 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 but like it's not that guy. It's Jim Caviezel, and he like doesn't care. He, he does. He doesn't like care about the evacuation. He tries to do the evacuation. Uh, evacuation. Yeah, code. he has no idea what that is. Yes. Yeah. So, and then they're like, "All right, take everyone to Babylon," and I'm like, "Oh, what's Babylon?" But it's kind of just like the indoor like prison yard slash mess hall, I guess. Yeah, looks like it. <laughs> but they call it Babylon for some reason. Uh, the guards, while they're there, beat the shit out of some dude. Um, and these guys come up and they're going to try and beat up Sylvester Stallone, but Arnold shows up and saves them. Um, and, and they kind of get to talking. And I, and I guess I didn't realize till the end of it. Cause like it, 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 I understand more once I got through it, but at that point I'm like, why is Arnold helping him out? Like I didn't understand, yeah. but then it, then it kind of makes more sense. They explain at the end it, the yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I had the same question. I'm like, why does Arnold care who this guy is? So, and then it's, um, uh, so that they kind of start like a talking and kind of like a friendship. Uh, we should mention all the guards too. They're wearing like weird, these weird, like black, like face masks almost. Yeah. They look like uh Jabberwockies. Oh, know, dance crew. <laughs> yes. Not, not the, not the Alice in Wonderland monster. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I got, I got it. Um, so uh, Sylvester Stallone's kind of already trying to figure out, uh, he wants to get into the isolation area, so him and Arnold have, like, a uh, fake fight. Well, it's a real fight, but they get thrown in the isolation area. 
And the isolation cells, they, like, have these very, like, intense, like, they're very small, and they just have these very intense, like, bright lights they shine on you. Yeah, bright lights. Uh, they're very hot lights, and they uh, have, a, like, a noise that goes as well. So, and then... <laughs> That's um okay. So then after that, like they they let him out, and that's when the doctor comes to check on him. And this is where I have the note that says, "Oh shit, Sam Neill's in yeah. this movie." Because Sam Neill's like the doctor, and like you can kind of tell he doesn't necessarily. He's not thrilled to be there or whatever. Like he kind of like almost has. Is it Arnold or is it Sylvester Stallone he's talking to? Where like it's kind of like Stallone. he almost Stallone. Okay. Yeah. So th- they're still talking about how to break out, and Arnold and Sylvester Stallone's like, "Hey, I need like a piece of metal." Um, and so he meets, uh, Arnold meets with Jim, uh, Caviezel. Um, and like, so the whole thing is, and maybe I didn't quite understand this. They're trying to find some guy named, uh, Victor, Manheim. Victor Mannheim, right? Right. Because Victor Mannheim is kind of like a Robin Hood type guy who's been robbing like banks and criminals and stuff and giving the money away. Yeah. It, so- essentially that's what it is. Yeah. And Arnold is like an associate of Victor Mannheim or something. So that's they think they he keep... knows who Victor Mannheim is and where he is. Yes. So they keep questioning him. And they like torture him by sticking a hose down his throat, which I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, but he ends up, he, he gets the piece of metal while he's in there. Um, and yeah, then... it's like the drain cover. So there's a, there's a drain cover under the table and he kind of grabs it while he's writhing on the ground. Yes, and, and so the, it's at this point that Stallone kind of explains what he does in real life to Arnold. And then what what is going on with a piece of metal? What does he figure out? Do you, I, I, I figure you, you're the more science sure. uh, sciencey person here. Um, so the there's a there's a metal panel on the ground of the solitary confinement that's held down by four rivets. And what he's doing is he's reflecting the light off of that piece of metal onto the rivets to exp- to expand them so that um, as they expand, they kind of pop out. They like So the way a rivet works is it's a piece of metal that kind of gets folded into another piece of metal and seals shut. But if you, okay. can he- if you heat it up, it kind of undoes itself and, and pops out. Um, okay. So he's using it kind of like, you know, you use, a, you use like a magnifying glass to kill ants with the sun, okay. that type okay. of thing. All right, that makes sense. Now, now so, granted, I have no idea if that's at all possible, but that's what he was attempting to do. That's what he's doing. Okay, so they get back in the isolation cells, um, and, and he uses a piece of metal to super superheat the bolts, um, and he kind of gets out from underneath, and he goes up this big thing, and like the big reveal is that the prison's on a ship, like in the middle of the ocean. Like, yeah, like a big gigantic- tanker a huge tanker in the middle of the ocean right he messes something up when he's trying to climb back down and like starts flooding so like all the isolation cells start flooding and all this stuff and i think that comes back into play later maybe uh, about the water i don't know no, um, i don't think the flooding does i think it's just okay it just causes tension and like they have to release all the prisoners that are in uh isolation okay so uh so so they they, they get out of there um, then they, uh, then we find out that like Jim Caviezel is apparently this is, he's working with Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, I, I, yeah. and, and I, I guess I don't know if that's fully explained or maybe I just didn't understand it. I don't get, cause the whole conceit of this is like that they, they offer, so Caviezel offers, um, Vincent D'Onofrio 
a stake in running the whole operation. So if the prison operation, if, if Breslin can't get out, if Stallone can't get out and this private prison company kind of takes off, they're going to let D'Onofrio kind of run the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make, you know, millions upon millions of dollars as like the director of this whole project. Um, now, I don't get why they have to keep Stallone in the prison the entire time. Like once they prove he can't get out, why does it matter whether or not they keep him in there forever? Like, I don't understand why Vincent D'Onofrio wants to, you know, keep Stallone in there. He can just quit his job with Stallone and go and do this thing. He doesn't have to incarcerate Stallone the entire time. Yeah, I, I do feel like that that's kind of a confusing like plot point is like I, I didn't understand it, it, unless they were worried that if Stallone got out, he was going to kind of like maybe be like, hey, this like somehow shut down this prison thing and like let it be like, hey, this isn't humane or whatever or something like that. I mean, maybe that could be it, but you know, I don't know. I, again, how do they prove like the whole crux of it is they have to prove that. Um, like the CIA has to get the word from Stallone that this prison is impregnable and uh, you mm-hmm. can't break out of it in order for them to buy it. So they're going to have to talk to him anyway. Right. Well, I thought, never mind. You know what? I'm not going to say what I thought yeah. because I, I was confused. The, the plot uh, doesn't okay. make sense regardless. The motivations of why they do the thing, the, these things doesn't really make sense. Right. Okay. So, um, uh, they, they basically, uh, Caviezel gets Vinnie Jones to basically just like harass Stallone and like follow him and follow him around and beat him up and all stuff. I think he's kind of trying to break his will. Um, yeah. but it doesn't work. And then like, <laughs> we get what I thought was kind of funny. The, uh, not funny, but like the backstory for Stallone's character was that he apparently was a famous like prosecutor who, uh, someone he put away broke out prison and murdered his family so then he decided to go into this yeah and he's also apparently a structural engineer yeah like his whole skill set is very confusing to me he's like he's a lawyer but he's a structural engineer and it's like (laughs) i don't know so we get his backstory we also cut back to amy ryan and 50 cent and they're kind of trying to find sylvester stallone i like uh i was thinking that like 50 Cent is supposed to be, like, the tech guy in this movie, but he doesn't really do anything. No. He's, like, on a computer, and he puts that tracker in his arm, and that's about it. That's about it, yeah. Stallone seems to know his way around the computers better than 50 Cent does. Yes. Uh, so we do find out that the prison is called The Tomb. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, 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 Sylvester Stallone and Arnold talk some more, and they're kind of, like, studying the patterns of the guards, and they, they, have, they give them all, like, funny, like, nicknames and stuff. I can't remember what some of the nicknames are, but... Um, yeah. so Arnold wants to talk to Sam Neill cause he thinks Sam Neill will help him. So, or so Stallone wants to talk to him. So Arnold stabs him so he can go talk to him. But Sam, Sam Neill, I don't, is still reluctant to help him at this point in time. Um, but, uh, Stallone steals some stuff from the, uh, infirmary. And basically with all the stuff he gets from Arnold, he builds a sextant. Um, did I say that right? Sextant? Yeah. Sextant. Yeah. Cause they want to use it to help figure out the location. Um, but of, they need to get it of where the ship is, where the ship is. Right. Right. So they, but they need to get it up top so they can use it. Uh, and this is where, uh, we find out where Jim Caviezel is like, yeah, I know he knows who Sylvester Stallone really is like this whole time. Like, yeah, he, knows he actually not- has his book 
and he used his book on prisons to design this prison. Um, yeah. And I guess he's kind of just competitive and wants to beat Breslin at his own game, essentially. Yeah, because he's kind of like, hey, I'm going to put you in a different block and all this stuff. But then he, so Sylvester Stallone pretends to sell out Arnold. and was like, hey, I'll find out where Mannheim is and get you information. Uh, and then, like, Jim Caviezel also has a deal going on with Javid, the one prisoner. But Arnold and Stallone get Javid kind of like, like, hey, we can break out. So, like, in exchange for, like, information, he lets him go have his, like, prayers up on deck and they give right. him the sextant and he takes the readings of the sextant and that's when they figure out well their best guess is that they're on the coast of morocco i can't remember how they figure it out based on yeah. the, the the readings and stuff like and the that. weather and, and all that stuff so at this point they get sam neil to help them he sends out like a message i think to arnold's buddies right yeah arnold's yep. arnold's buddies arnold, uh, arnold like, has like a guy in morocco that, can that help like him owes out. him a favor yes right um, so they, they, they make Jim Caviezel think that there's a riot that's going to ha- happen in C block. He does like a, like a Morse code, like tappity tap thing or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a code that was developed by, uh, Vietnam prisoners of war. And, um, it's like a tap code that they came up with. And so he, Stallone, Stallone knows that, you know, from that time he spent in a, you know, as a Vietnam <laughs> prisoner of war in the Rambo movies and, uh, well, it- well, it's even in his book, in like Bradslin's book, because doesn't Jim Caviezel like? Yeah. It's really funny. He's got like all these like dog-eared pages, and he like flips it open, and he's like figuring out what the code is. Yep. And the code says that there's going to be a riot at at cell block C. Right. So like they send all the extra guards there, but then they actually start the riot in Babylon or the lunchroom, if you will. Yep. Um. Uh, and they, him, Arnold, and Javid, they like take off. They knock out the cameras. Uh, they, they, uh, they're trying to escape up top, but it's locked, right? Like, which I didn't know how, why they thought it was going to be unlocked, but it's locked. Uh, um, I think I, 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 they didn't realize there was going to be like a magnetic locking system on the bulkhead hatches. They knew they okay. were like manual locks. They didn't realize that there were going to be motion sensors in there that tripped the magnetic locks on the bulkheads as well. Okay. So Javid shot, he's in bad shape. Uh, Stallone's like, hey, I got to go shut down the power in the engine room. It'll give you a second to open the door. So, Arnold, you go up and wait by the hatch. And But then Javid's like, hey, I'm I'm going to die. So he kind of makes a last stand and, like, shoots a bunch of guys. Yeah. But then he ends up getting killed. I think Caviezel ends up putting the last bullet in him. Yes. Um, Sylvester Stallone has a showdown with uh, Vinnie Jones. And he ultimately, like, throws him down a flight of stairs and breaks his neck. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like, see you, Vinnie Jones. Uh, surprised Vinny Jones wasn't in one of the Expendables movies. You know, you're right. Just as as anything, like he could have just been. Yeah, not like a huge role, but he could have like, he could have had Dina Mean Keith Jardine's role. Yeah, I, who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll show up in the fourth one that's maybe. coming out. Um, so uh, a helicopter shows up and like uh, they're shooting a bunch of guys. And I like when Arnold gets on that and he gets that gun. And he's like he takes it off the mount and he uh-huh. just like. <laughs> he takes out so many dudes. It's like classic Arnold. I don't know what kind of gun that is, but it's pretty cool. Um, uh, Sylvester Stallone ends up uh, getting out through the water system. Like he he like hides in and for some reason when the system reboots or something that like flushes out the water and he ends up like through the bottom of the ship. I don't yeah, know. It I'm flushes gonna... like the ballast tanks or whatever it is, and it. Uh, I don't know how he knows that. You know, yeah. I don't know how he knows the inner workings of this, this you know, tanker so well, but apparently so, he does. 
So he makes it out in the water. They pick him up in the helicopter. Like Jim Caviezel's shooting at him, but then he like he's like, "Drop me a gun, Arnold!" And he gets a gun. He didn't say Arnold, but he's like, "Drop me a gun!" And he shoots like these uh, like gas tanks or whatever that are like right by like Jim Caviezel tanks, yeah. or oil yeah, drums. Or oil drums. And, and he gets blown up like really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they fly to the beach. Uh, the CIA, CIA lady from the beginning of the movie shows up. Turns out she's Arnold's daughter, and Arnold himself is actually uh, Mannheim. Right. Uh, and this is like some whole like thing that they worked out in case he got like there was something to do with like if he got put in prison and like the code name that Arnold that Stallone's character had like Porto or whatever was like how. Uh, Arnold knew that like he was in there to help him because she picked like the name and it right. was like a code between them. So he knew when this guy was whatever Portos that that was like the person she sent in to help him. Right. 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 Yep. And that's why he was so like helpful, helpful and talking to him and stuff right off the get go. Right. Um, so then the last part is like <laughs> 50 cent locks Vincent D'Onofrio in a, in his car in a shipping crate in the middle of a boat or like, yeah. And just leaves him there. Yeah. And like, that's it. And then like, uh, Stallone and like Amy Ryan, they, like, they had a joke about like cooking dinner or something at the beginning of the movie. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to think there's some kind of romantic relationship between them, but it's unclear because that's the end of the movie. We made it to the end of escape plan. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the whole relationship between Amy Ryan and, and Stallone, I think it's supposed to be like a potential love interest. Maybe. I haven't seen the next two movies, so I couldn't tell you. I don't even know if she's in the next two movies. I don't think she is, and Arnold's not, but Batista is. Batista is, <laughs> so, yep. And, it's uh, funny because Vincent D'Onofrio comes back for the third one. It does he? Yeah. Oh, it's funny because the second one and the third one, the third one is free on uh, Prime to watch. The second one is not, so um, I don't know if I would watch the second or the third one, but um, that's for, I guess, a different well, maybe I'll talk about that in my wrap up. Um, I forgot to say. Remember how I like to talk about useless facts that um, yes, IMDb uh, is. Yes, they told me that uh, Sylvester Stallone and Fifty Cent share a birthday, the sixth of July. So wonderful. Couple days after Fourth uh, of July, everyone celebrate the birthday of two cinematic legends. You're absolutely right. <laughs> And did you see this? This is another thing I thought you'd get a kick out of that uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the original choice to star in one of your favorite movies, Fortress. I did see that. Yep. But then he turned it down, and then that's when they got Christopher Lambert to do it. Yeah. So, um, and w- which I didn't realize Fortress is a remake of a movie from three years prior to that. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Um, and did you see they also said that the prison in this is very similar to the prison where they send uh, Nicolas Cage in Face Off? Is it? Well, I mean, I think to the certain extent that it's like off the books and it's like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. I don't think like the setup as far as like the glass boxes and stuff like that is the same. You know, and and originally the two actors they wanted to play uh, against each other in Face Off were Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Oh, well, there you go. It all it all ties together, huh? Yeah. Um, Do you have any uh, role reversals for this one? I have one. Bruce Willis was originally considered to play the role of Stallone. um, And then, you know, quickly that changed. Um, Other than that, that's really about it as far as, as far as that goes. I think maybe I saw maybe one more. It wasn't anything crazy though. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't remember now. Sorry. <laughs> Normally I wrote them down, but I was a little busy today. I did not get a chance to. Um, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah. No, that's really about it. Uh, I, although I did see that um, uh, Stephen E. D'Souza, you know who he is? The guy who wrote mm-hmm. like Commando and Predator. Yeah. And, like everything. Uh, he said that the original script that he wrote for Commando 2 was actually a lot like this movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It was a, it was a, kind of like a prison breakout film. Oh, interesting. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. That would have um, been interesting to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else in that. I mean, I think like I, I, when we get to our ratings here, I think I'll kind of maybe explain why I don't have a lot to say. All right. Well, then let's get to our ratings. Here we go. Nope. Nope. That's not going to work. That's I hit the wrong button and the ad started playing. There we go. Okay. Back on track. All right, Joe, what's, what's your rating? Um, so this movie is kind of a weird one because, like, I didn't dislike this movie, but I also don't know if I liked it. Like, I feel like it was just kind of bland, right? Like, I don't, like, I didn't, it didn't leave any kind of impression to me you know i wasn't like it was fine and and i like stallone and and uh arnold in it and i like you know caviezel in it and and it was fine but it just i don't know nothing about it like stuck out to me you know like it wasn't anything i was like oh i gotta watch that again but i also didn't hate watching it it was just i i didn't hate watching it but i don't know it just kind of was like vanilla to me like i was expecting maybe a little more and none of the action sequences i think are that were that good but they're not bad i don't know it was just average to me so i i think i gotta go with average two and a half machine guns because it's not bad i mean if you haven't seen it and you like them i would say check it out but i also can't be like oh if you haven't seen it like you gotta see it i don't know like i know i'm being very non-committal about this but i feel like that's just kind of how i feel about the movie I think you're spot on. (laughs) I I do. You're absolutely right. Like I I do. I really enjoy um, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger together. Like they're, they're them together on screen. I think works really well. Like they're, I just, I enjoy that part of it. Um, You know, everybody does a good job acting. No one's acting poorly. I think Caviezel's a great bad guy. He's, he's evil and that's, there's no good in him. He's just a bad guy. Um, you know, D'Onofrio plays a great, smarmy, you know, double-crossing asshole. And, you know, Amy Ryan and 50 Cent played perfectly fine secondary characters. And Stallone is perfectly fine as the lead, you know, guy who breaks out of prison. There's, <laughs> But none of them are great. You're right. Yeah. And the action's good. But at no point was I like, oh, no, what's going to happen? You know, yeah. I didn't feel anything one way or the other for any of the characters um but i was never bored though yeah. it was a good watch but even though i paid two dollars for this movie i don't know if i'll go back and watch it anytime soon um yeah you're right it just didn't really leave much of an impression with me well uh, you know what's kind of funny is um and this is a little you know behind the scenes but when i, when I told you i was trying to get the tush to, to be on yeah. this episode and he was like yeah i don't think that movie would be that fun to talk about and he was kind of right because it was yeah. just kind of a bland movie like, like nothing about it like it's it's not 
good enough to rave about, but it's not bad enough to be like, oh, could you believe how bad this movie is? It's like perfectly average. It really, it really is. Like if you want to watch the definition of a 2.5 machine gun action movie starring two big action stars, this is it. Like yes. this is a two and a half machine gun movie that you can't go three because it's not good enough for that. You can't go below it because it's not bad enough for that. It is yeah. literally the definition of an average action movie. It's so yeah. weird. Like I would say that uh, I my, my one kind of caveat would be like if you're an Arnold and a Sly fan and you haven't seen this, I would definitely check it oh, out. Oh yeah, because absolutely. they're good in it. And, you know, to see them team up, like, full length in the movie, it, it, it's good. So if, if you're a big fan of these two and you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. If you're just a fan of action movies in general and you haven't seen it, maybe. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't buy it and own it like I do now. But, yeah, it, it, it's so weird that it's, like, it's just yeah, vanilla. Like it's just fine. Everything about it. Like, I'm thinking about it now more. I'm like, okay, so the plot, right? Yeah, the plot doesn't make sense, but the part that doesn't make sense doesn't really matter. So it's fine. Um, right. You know, and it's, Oh, but it's like in 50 cent, he's the tech guy, but he doesn't really do tech stuff. Yeah, but, so right, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, uh, that's fine. The movie is plenty long, but it's not too long. So that's yeah. fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like literally like everything yeah. about this movie is exactly fine. It's not yeah. great. It's not bad. It's just, you know, it's fine. It is, this is probably like literally out of, Whatever, however many movies I've covered on this podcast, this is the one where I'm just like, I don't have a strong opinion yeah. on it either way. It's like weird. I can't, I can't. Like I've given movies 2.5 before, but I feel like that was just because I was like, ah, like it's not like I don't know. Like this is the first time I've just been like, what's the median score? That's what I want to give it. Yeah. So it's it's very uh, it's very I don't know. Like I said, it's not underwhelming or overwhelming. It's 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 fine. whelming. This, <laughs> this movie is perfectly whelming. <laughs> The, the poster, the tagline should be like, this movie is fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. This movie's fine. This episode is fine. That's going to be the tagline for our episode. <laughs> yeah. This, this episode, episode is, fine. is fine. Count right. on revenge. Count on revenge. <laughs> Count on revenge. This episode's fine. going to be like, yeah, I don't know why. After that episode, every one of their uh, descriptions just had a description that said count on revenge. It's so weird. In multiple colors, bigger fonts. It's really strange. <laughs> Um, anyway, all right, well, that's fine. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, I know it's kind of an underwhelming ending, but it's like, I feel like it fits for this movie. Yeah, that's really it. Okay, well, we're the last action podcast. <laughs> uh, catch us every uh, Monday, wherever podcasts are available. Obviously, if you're listening here, you've figured that part out, so congratulations to you. You guys are fine also. Um, you can also go to GameZillaMedia.com and go down to the bottom of the page and click on the Discord link and join our Discord and chat us up. And don't post uh, feet <laughs> pictures or pictures of E.T. or mannequins <laughs> or any of the other garbage that uh, you freakazoids have been posting lately in our in our Discord because uh, yeah, I'm not having it. Yeah, our channel is great. Uh, we, we talk about the movies that we cover each week. And also, like, it primarily exists to give LPJ a hard time about stuff that he doesn't like. And I, I had to commend uh, the Discord community because after uh, last week's episode, like, he, you really got taken to the you, – you really got taken – you know, everyone was posting. It was great. It was it – was, it was, I loved it. It was a rough, rough week for me. Like, I was so, – I almost you, shut it down. I almost shut the whole thing down. And if you want to know – 
what we're talking about and you listen to the podcast and you're like lpj said join the discord get on the channel go back through and see all the all the torture everyone's put lpj through so but listen i i also remember after uh from dust till dawn when everyone was posting that picture of quentin tarantino sucking on feet yeah <laughs> it's true so like it's not like i i don't ever get you know that still comes up so i mean I guess I guess join the Discord if you want to torture us as hosts of the podcast. I hate all of you. Just heads up. I hate all you <laughs> hate all you fans. You know what? I hate you all. That's <laughs> oh, it. Oh, what a great way to end the episode. That's it. I'm done. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. This episode's fine. This movie's fine. It's fine. Uh, also, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Yep, they're fine too. All, All right. right. Uh, anything else, or is no. this, we're ready to put this fine episode to bed? I'm fine. This episode right. of the Fine Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be fine back. <laughs> <laughs>